Hello and welcome to the Secure Chat Podcast, presented by Archon. This is a whole new security podcast geared towards you, our trusted clients. Each episode, our security experts will explore pressing security news, from the latest malware threat to user errors and top risk management solutions. Tune in each month to learn more about data breaches, what they mean for your business, and how you can optimize your security strategy. I want security. Hey everyone, this is Corey and I'm joined here by Derek again for episode 7 of the Secure Chat podcast. Um, Earlier in the month we were talking about cloud security, just kind of an overarching view of cloud security, kind of uh, what Derek has seen on the client side, what I'm seeing uh, on the tech side, and kind of broke that down into three main staples. And it was end user training, visibility, and misconfigurations, which I would say misconfigurations was probably the biggest. Would you say that? Oh, by far. And thanks for having me back. You know, usually I get one and done. So it's yeah. good, good to know <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff resonated with the audience. Glad to be back. So yeah, yeah those were those were by far the, the three trending things we've seen in the last couple of months with you know some of the accounts. Um, and and I, I'm glad to be back to kind of parlay that into, you know, actual use cases so i'm i'm excited for this this episode and happy to be here yeah awesome and we're glad to have you so let's just get right into it um we've been seeing some things in the news lately specifically with florida which isn't much of a shocker seeing weird things in florida happening in the news but i haven't seen this one yet um derek do you want to explain what's going on with like the florida water treatment yeah so this this literally just hit today and it's it's a great great timing for this podcast uh what boils down to literally is hackers have kind of infiltrated the, you know, the water supply, call it the, you know, the municipal infrastructure for the water supply in a small city just outside of Tampa Bay. Uh, maybe everybody was, you know, Super Bowl hungover from uh, <laughs> last weekend's activities. But what looks like happened here was somebody got into the system, figured out, you know, however they got the credentials, somehow got into, you know, critical system. And in one of the chemicals, I think it's lye um, that treats the water, they ended up taking like 100 parts per million. And, you know, we could always fact check, check this on the back end, but they increased it like, I think it was like 100 fold. Like, yeah, it's 11,100 yeah, from so, 100. Yeah. So, <laughs> one, that water's probably tasting funny, but it sounds like at the time somebody noticed uh, this happening. They're like, that doesn't, doesn't seem right. We never put that much, uh, we'll call it conditioner, into the water to clean it. It's going to be a to- you know toxic at those levels, and the danger is obvious. And it sounded like he thought he was being you know actively, actively kind of his 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 endpoint was being worked on. Yeah, so that's what's interesting about it is like when I first when I read this headline, I thought, oh, this must be like some high tech stuff going on. And I think anyone that reads that is like, oh wow, hackers are getting into our water system now. Like IT so advanced or tech so advanced, but. This guy saw his computer mouse moving around the screen and like things going on, and he just figured it was his IT working on his computer. So he let it sit for five hours straight, and then when he came back five hours later, he noticed a bunch of programs that weren't that were installed on his computer that didn't look right. There were kind of weird pop-ups going on, and that's when he finally alerted IT of of what was going on. But just how uh, simple, I guess, yeah, just how simple the whole hack was is. Someone was able to just get into the system. Once they're in the system, kind of get credentials, install programs that like feed data and then get more data. And next thing you know, they're able to control Oldsmar, Florida's water. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it, it's it, what's funny about these articles. This is this is recent. So everyone's, you know, everyone's in fear. 
and, and there's definitely you know Paul, I think uh, Rubio speaking out on like this is a you know an, a terrorist attack, and you can make good arguments for that. But at the same time, this is not that uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about a breach of of critical infrastructure in this case water but power i think there was another you know dam site yeah in manhattan or north of manhattan yeah so this is kind of something that's like you know we're, we're trying to kind of relay this to how did how did this happen obviously it's too too early for us you know here to know um you, you were picturing people swinging in on, on zip lines through the heating vents and stuff but Mission in reality <laughs> in reality it's probably just something that was just left open not locked down so how do how can we relate that at EB is probably why we brought that up today to to last podcast because in all essence a couple things not seeming right were probably a flag right like, yeah yeah and it really i think this one boils down to end user training i think the first thing i do kind of want to talk about is not that like we don't want to induce fear in all of our listeners here. You know, uh, Rubio, was it Rubio that came out and spoke about it? I believe it? so, yeah. He said it was a, there were a bunch of protocols in place that if they would have gotten to the point where the water was controlled and released out, there would have been like three or four other things in place that would have caught it before it hit the and, homes. And let's be clear, there was no, uh, this was caught before it hit, you know, any kind of uh, mainstream water supplies. Um, so it was it was thwarted as far as the, the report goes. The yeah. And how it relates back, though, to what we were talking about last week is it goes to just end-user training. Like, there, it is 2021. We don't have the ability anymore for end-users to just let their computer sit for five hours while they see someone in it and they don't ask a question about it. Like, they just got too far before the end-user said anything about what was going on. And it got to the point where then whoever hacked this PC was able to control um, how much was it lye? Lye, yeah. How much lye was in the water and increase it by 100 Because they put chlorine, they put fluor- yeah. fluoride, and in this case it was lye, which... <laughs> which is essentially bleach, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a very uh, caustic chemical. Yeah. Is, I mean, but yeah, I, mean, I think they used to use it, I think they used it in uh, the movie Shaw, we're talking about movies always and relating them, but Shawshank Redemption, first thing they do. Oh, when, yeah. When you get off the bus, they, <laughs> they hit you with that big... A uh, handful yeah. of lye, which burns off a lot of uh, bag of organisms, but at, at which a, maybe if it worked in Shawshank, then it would have been fine. Yeah, this time around. but in your water, a <laughs> hundred times the normal recipe is probably gonna probably not gonna be a good thing. Yeah, so that was just a clear case of just better end user training would have prevented that. Um, yeah, I mean, you see something like a, a mouse moving on your screen. That's probably something that's you could expect to see maybe once a year, but. I mean, that's one of those things, like, if you're on an IT team at the municipal water supply, maybe that's a quick side Teams chat to, hey, you guys doing some, you know, quick patching or something. That, are you on my machine? I'm not aware of. And if they say no, like, you just got to start problems. asking even more questions. And, I mean, this is now something people can expect is possible. So at the same time, they should be, you know, at least aware that it could be possible. You don't want to, you know, sound the alarms too early, but at the same time, you want to take precautions. And if you see something, maybe take the next step to make sure it's not a false positive. Yeah, and what we're really seeing now is kind of old tech uh, infrastructure that, that just is not working anymore. Like, it's time to get everything updated. It's time to get correct policies in place. Yeah. And it's time to have, you know, disaster recovery in place for when something like this happens. Um, that one was as simple as just have a little bit of more end-user training inside of your environment, yeah, no probably doubt. get stopped. Yeah, no doubt. And the same way, you know, we take a gravel road and pave it to keep up with the times. There's probably a lot of, uh, you know, applications that need to be looked at on some of these city, state, municipal uh, governments that could probably be shored up a little bit. 
Yeah, another thing that we're seeing that kind of falls into the categories of misconfigurations, visibility, and just end user training is like is Zoom. Yeah. So I know like my uh, my cousin is uh, she's a pre-K teacher, or like a kindergarten teacher, but she said one thing that she's been having trouble with lately is that she'll have all of her kids on Zoom and then someone will just pop right into the session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, in today's age, everybody's their own power Zoom user where before it was just reserved for, you know, business to business calls. And now it's being used from everything. I mean, our, our buildings, uh, um, I live in a building in Wrigley and we have, uh, we use Zoom because people can't actually make the, the board meetings. And you're asking, you're asking like 70 year old people to spin up Zoom. And I'm looking at it, it's wide open. Anybody could come onto that Zoom platform and, and just cause, cause a ruckus. Yeah. And if you don't actually turn on the security features, uh, it's that's that's one on one misconfigurations from last last podcast. You've got to use the tools that are there. You can't just assume that they're on there by default to protect you. And everybody and their uncle are using Zoom, GoToMeeting, uh, you name it, Teams. Uh, <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way. Yeah, for sure. And I think for a lot of people that that are seeing the issues that Zoom is having, they would think that that's just end user training. Like people want people just need to like learn zoom a little bit more but i do think it falls under that misconfiguration category because something as simple as just checking a password box to get into yep. your zoom meeting is considered like configuring a zoom meeting and even though that's a very uh small it's a very small like comparison we've also seen on bigger scales that something as simple as like checking a box is affecting you know bigger companies and zoom is used now for you know one of my friends he's a lawyer and like he's actually he does um bankruptcy law they uh, they use those platforms to now conduct i mean the world goes on today and not having those security protocols in place can you yeah. imagine and i think there was a there was a actual news news story about someone not putting in a password only or, or listen mode only and they basically got in front of a british government doing legislation live and just <laughs> just disrupting it completely <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous! <laughs> can, can you imagine like, all the all the problems they've had, and it's just you know some guy yells "Baba Booey" over the friggin' uh, the Zoom channel because he didn't lock it down. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So I think the last thing we need to talk about is visibility, and specifically invisibility. Like, do you want to go into crypto mining, maybe? Yeah, uh, great, great. That's actually a great uh, parlay to kind of a new a new attack vector that we've seen. Uh, let's. I guess let's start with what's what's the what's Bitcoin at now. I mean, it's Elon Musk last week yeah. just announced he's going to now accept uh, Bitcoin for payments for Tesla. Yeah, that had a direct correlation with the spot price on on Bitcoins and other you know cryptocurrencies. So there it goes. That's now making you know mining valuable again when you're seeing that thing at like forty thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, forty to fifty. It's ridiculous right now. So given that you, if you have it in your possession, it's worth more. Um, one of the recent hacks we saw uh, it was it was it's pretty genius. So instead of stealing your your credentials and 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 your intellectual property, what they're stealing is your checkbook that's tied to AWS, Azure, Google Cloud Platform. And in this, this hack that we recently heard about, uh, a marketing team had figured out uh, they were going to launch some new thing where web servers would turn up to meet the demand of a, a, a new rollout that they were looking to launch. Well, somebody figured out that they could masquerade as people clicking the website, which would then create more demand to scale out. Uh, what it was was fake clicks. 
and this person had figured out a way to create more servers, he was then hijacking a portion of those servers to then mine Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency. So he was kind of like parasite on the inside. Mm-hmm. This, this, this security breach was not really taking money out of the firm per se, other than it was costing the firm a lot of money to spin up thinking like, we're gonna throw as much money as we're seeing traffic. And it was fake traffic. And the end result was they were they were mining bitcoins on the inside of their Azure deployment. So there was, you know, we can kind of walk through where with with this firm could have maybe taken some steps to sniff out that that bad instance on their own environment. Yeah, and it all goes back to just that visibility of like understanding what's going on in your environment, uh, being able to see how your servers are scaling, and understanding if. It should be scaling at that level and even down to like filtering out the clicks. Like, are these clicks legitimate clicks? Oh, like that's something that would be a telltale sign that <laughs> fake click servers are scaling out. We should probably look into that. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, they might have been thinking they, they had the next uh, pet rock that was going viral and yeah. Valley was some person looking to take as many, uh, you know, virtual machines down in, in, in AWS as possible because. You know they were attaching their their bit kind you know bit mining operations to it, and some of the some of the problems we've seen actually that kind of would help perpetuate this attack, is when you're in those cloud environments, a lot of people don't realize like you don't really want to be there's so many API calls that happen now and mm-hmm. know, like orchestrations where you run a script, and twenty different processes kick in and scale you know scale up and out. Well, if you're passing through sensitive information and someone's listening, it's not very hard for people to know where this hack can be you know, uh, leveraged. And at mm-hmm. the same time, they probably already know what the public IPs for AWS, Azure, Google Cloud are. So you know, if you don't, it's, they're not gonna, the hyperscalers aren't gonna tell you to lock your stuff down, it's up to you. Yeah. So you leave it open, you put those two puzzle pieces together and then you, you intercept a creds going through an API call. You can start doing stuff like this really yeah. effectively and then say, oh my God, okay, we'll, we'll turn up the fake clicks and this marketing director is going to go from a hero to on the hot seat real fast. Yeah, and that's what's so interesting about, you know, in the last episode I was talking about how IT is just a bit more dynamic now. Yeah. And you think like, oh, I, I, you think in the past you get a virus, it's just a bad executable, like your credentials get compromised. But now we're getting to a deeper level where it's hackers are understanding how to scale out servers and then use those resources to mine Bitcoin. So maybe they don't. They're not trying to bring your business down, but at the end of the day, they're still trying to get server space for free, which you don't want that running through your company. Yeah, and you, I think you mentioned it with bots too. I mean, you probably know more about bots than I do, uh, but bots are a great way for what, like a hundred bucks. You can now buy seventy five hundred Instagram followers. Yeah. Fake. Next thing you know, you mention some product online, and they're sending that product because you're an influencer. You can yeah. use the bots for hacks just the same way. Yeah. Which is maybe the uh, I don't want to step in front of the next podcast idea, but that's yeah. how innovative some of these uh, bad actors are. Yeah, and honestly, if the account executive side doesn't work out for you, tech side doesn't work out for me, we can become Instagram influencers. <laughs> we'll just get some bots running through our profiles. Yeah, I think we'll, <laughs> we'll use uh, Sean's bird as our uh, our face guy because it's not, it's not going to be me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have Sean with a mustache and his bird on, on his shoulder as, as our profile. But We, we miss you, Sean. Yeah, it's we miss in, you. It's all in good fun. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, between the crypto mining, Zoom, and like the Florida water stuff, um, 
It goes to show you how misconfigurations, visibility, and end user training can really affect a company's bottom line. And it can even go as far as affecting public safety in a, in a very extreme case. I think that's as deep as we're going to go today. But if you're interested in what we've been talking about, uh, stay tuned with all our social medias where we'll be having industry insiders on to talk about the specific tools that they're using in the industry to help with mostly misconfigurations in people's environments and basically how they're applying it to the environments that they're seeing. Yeah. And again, thanks for having me on here, Tori. This has been great. Uh, always happy to kind of keep up with the trends here. You guys are onto some good stuff and uh, hopefully this adds a lot of value to our clients. You know, we love to share, at least from the account side, we love to share what we're hearing and uh, it kind of paints a nice little, wraps it all up with you, you guys actually wrenching in the trenches. Yeah, we appreciate your willingness to be on here because it does offer a unique perspective when you can get someone on the tech side and someone kind of on the account side talking about the same topic because then I think we kind of learn things from each other throughout the episode of, of what we're seeing even. No doubt, thanks again, appreciate it. Awesome. Well, everyone, please tune in to our upcoming webinar where we'll be talking more in depth about all of this. Thank you. Thanks all.